Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Webster Private Bank with personalized wealth management services to help clients move forward confidently. WebsterBank.com slash private banking, member FDIC. And from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange child care for more than 30 years. AuPairInAmerica.com. For centuries, people have tried to translate the markings on a 40-ton boulder found on the banks of a New England river. That rock with its mysterious message is now housed in a small museum in Berkeley, Massachusetts. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I look for strange stories and amazing facts on the road from New York to Boston. The Dighton Rock Museum is all about one thing, this rock. So do you see a face over there? Yeah, I do, right right there, kind of above that crack, right? Yes, and then um, from that, uh, people can attach the lines that come down and form a person. Nancy Possinger is with the Friends of the Museum. The building is just a few hundred feet from where the rock used to sit. It's called Dighton Rock because that was the old town name. In 1680, an English pastor named John Danforth first noticed the boulder on the bank of the Taunton River. He drew a picture of the markings and sent it back to London to be studied. He offered up his own interpretation. He thought it was a Native American record of a battle, possibly with early Europeans. Nancy Possinger reads a copy of a letter from Reverend Danforth. Um, But it is reported from the tradition of the old Indians that there came a wooden house and men of another country in it that fought the Indians. Some interpret the figures to be hieroglyphical. The first figure representing a ship without mass and a wreck cast upon the shoals. The rock is the star of the museum. Everything else here is conjecture about the rock. 18th century historians thought maybe Phoenicians, an ancient Mediterranean people, scratched an account of their journey on the rock. Phoenician explorers were amazing, and we don't really know enough about where they were able to travel to. Most of their travel you read about is in the Mediterranean Sea, but they had ships that could possibly have made it further. A 19th century historian thought Viking explorers made the markings. And some believe it's a message from Portuguese explorer Miguel Cortreal, who disappeared at sea in the 1500s. Perhaps Cortreal washed ashore in Massachusetts and left a few clues on the rock. You can almost see him if you squint. The name, Miguel Cortreal, the date, 1511, and the U-shaped Portuguese coat of arms. The museum's founder was a diehard believer in the Cortreal theory. He was a Portuguese-American doctor named Manuel de Silva. It was very much a point of pride. He loved his Portuguese heritage, his culture, his family, and um, he loved to talk to people to convince them <laughs> that he was sure of his, this was not just a theory. The museum reflects De Silva's certainty. You can't miss the Portuguese pillars and artwork. I stop and read a plaque under a model of a Portuguese ship. This was from the Prime Minister of Portugal, this model. And yes, it is a gift from the Portuguese Prime Minister, Admiral Azevedo, to the Dighton Rock Museum. And it was De Silva who moved it from the riverbank to this windowless room in the museum where it sits, illuminated by floodlights. For a while, you have to get your eyes adjusted. Some of the markings have faded, but you can make out possible faces and stick figures. Nancy Possinger points out how nearly every stray squiggle inspired a range of theories, 
For example, there's a strange mark in the center that could be any number of things. Could be the name of Miguel Corrial. That is the Portuguese theory. It could be the name of Thorfinn. That's from the Viking theory. Or it could just be the center of this whole scene that makes a story. I left the museum and called up archaeologist Doug Hunter to try and make sense of what contemporary scholars think. Doug is pretty blunt. He says there's no real mystery these days about who made the symbols on Dighton Rock. I think it was pretty much settled by really the mid-late 19th century when you look at the literature. The general acceptance was that this was a Native American artifact, which it is. Just as the Reverend John Danforth described in the late 1600s. But Doug Hunter says other European historians just overlooked that for hundreds of years in favor of wilder theories and because of old-fashioned racism. So if you look at Dighton Rock at any period in time, you actually get a pretty good idea of how people conceptualize Native Americans. Because if you don't think it's a Native American, you have to explain why this isn't Native American. And you get what I call the too lazy and stupid theory. You know, that's literally the logic you get out of people, that they had nothing interesting to stay. Doug says once European scholars ruled out Native Americans, they were free to use the rock to build their own pet theories. Everybody who you wanted to have in America put something on this rock at some point. And everybody who had a theory was absolutely convinced it was either Phoenician or an Egyptian sky map. Or the Chinese or the Knights Templar. Theories abound. The rock became a sort of Rorschach test for historians. And if the museum is ever convinced this is a Native American artifact, Nancy Possinger says it may have to make changes someday. For one thing, update all its displays. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I'm in search of the unusual and sometimes mysterious on the road from New York to Boston. 